for another shrimp on the Barbie here on the Owls AmeriCast, Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American accent. I'm your host in suburban Utah, Jeffrey Paternostro, and I, I will be honest, the prep for this show is a little harem scarum, much like the two Wednesday games this week. So I, I threw some stuff together. It's halfway between a planner's punch and a rum daisy. It's got some lime juice, some pineapple tamarind syrup. Uh, three kinds of rum, light rum, gold rum, dark rum. And I topped it off with a little bit of yuzu lime soda from Fever Tree. I don't know what I call it. Uh, it drinks pretty well. And the explanation of this drink might be longer than the rest of the podcast, but we do have three co-hosts to go through. We'll start in New England with our New England owl, Justin DeSorger. Justin, what are you drinking? Hey, Jeff. Uh Change it up a little bit with a uh, white ale. Mm. My uh, uncle Tis and the season. his wife went away for five weeks, and I did some occasional house watching, uh, car starting, plant watering for them. And uh, they got me a couple four packs from a local brewery, Knockabout Brewery in Mashpee. Really nice little spot. Uh, this is their white ale, Grains of Paradise, Orange Peel, Coriander. Um, it's a solid little beer. I uh, they make too many IPAs for my liking, but this one's pretty uh, pretty drinkable. Probably weather. What's the, what was the high temperature out there today? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, we yeah, were sitting yeah. at uh, cut up. I might have gotten up into the low fifties. Hmm. It's been a uh, it's been a very hectic week. Uh, <laughs> about nine days ago, a piece of my car fell off while I was driving home, and I've since had two different rentals and borrowed two different people's and, cars. An important piece, so, I'd assume then. It was an important piece, one that that made the car go. So (laughs) I am in the process of purchasing a new automobile while juggling other ones in addition to work, children, hockey, all that. So uh, forgive my uh, strange uh, beer drinking and inability to tell you how hot or cold it was out today. Also joining us from the land where it's in the low 50s, they just stay inside. It's Tommy Byrne. Tommy, what are you drinking? Well, tonight I'm uh, drinking handfuls of gin. Uh, That'll warm me up wherever you are. You know what? It's, uh, it was 80 degrees today in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, and uh, I decided it was a great day to have a nice summery drink. Mm. So it's uh, I'm having a little gin and a little Hendrix and tonic. So it's uh, that's where I'm at. Surprisingly, where he's at is on this podcast in New Jersey. <laughs> it's Patty Jones. Patty, what are you drinking? Um, oh, God, I've got water. I've just finished work. Um, uh, very. Uh, if you think Jeff is unorganized for this meeting, I am uh, meeting. <laughs> I am even more unorganized. What yeah. meeting is this? Is AA? Is this yeah. um, is, is my therapy? It's a little bit of all those things. <laughs> yes, this is therapy. <laughs> this is the Owls AmeriCast. We will discuss the Iswich Town and Morecambe games, cover the Wednesday news, and preview... A match against MK Dons. Very exciting. We will start with a trip to Ipswich Town. Uh, I did not take notes for talking points, so I'm going to fall back on my uh, one word. 90 minutes, one word. Uh, I only watched 60 because I had to take a two-year-old to swim class for a large chunk of the second half. But I'm going to say deserved. In the end, with everything that happened in this weird-ass game, a point was probably fair. Maybe not what Wednesday wanted when they were up 2-0 in the first half with a chance to make it three. 
but you know, we've seen Ipswich is certainly capable of scoring goals, and we can talk about the set pieces. But they were able to get those set pieces by repeatedly turning Wednesday's defense, which is not something many teams have been able to do this year. And you know, Ipswich could have gone ahead late. They could have been ahead early. We will certainly talk about the penalty. But we'll start with Justin. Do you think a draw is a fair result here? You said you'd take a draw. I said I'd take a draw going into the game. Do you think all in all? It was yeah, just a, yeah. It was deserved. Well, it was yeah, yeah. it was even. Um, I know Ipswich fans and a lot of the commentary and what we saw, sort of the control of the game in the second half, we yeah. had zero control. But I got to be totally honest. I didn't think they, uh, you know, sliced us to pieces or anything of that sort um they're really their only two good chances were the goals which were both free kicks um and i think they just really took advantage they made a pretty simple move of uh overloading the midfield to force us to go long which worked early but then when they you know stopped that and were able to quickly turn our midfield was running in circles and we uh, to be honest, I thought we got a little panicky, which we haven't seen in a long time. Um, and they just took advantage of that by picking up our mistakes and, and immediately bringing it back into our end, which caused us to panic even more. Um, but I didn't see a, a well-oiled machine slicing us to pieces. It's League One. They deserved. Well, it's true, but we've seen we've seen a couple teams this year sure. play, including us, play yeah. play very well. Um, I didn't so, think. I thought they played better in the first game. In all honesty, Ipswich. I thought they looked better as a. I, yeah. I thought they played better at Hillsborough, but again, two draws at the end of the day. Uh, you know, Ipswich being a bit of draw specialists recently, and I think that are they down to fifth now. Are they behind Darby and Bolton? I think fourth, fourth but right. I didn't so they see are, results today. Yeah. So they are sputtering a little bit. Um, Patty, what was the view from the football factory? Um, I think overall we were very entertained. The first half, it was. Uh, I, I almost said I almost used "good for the neutral" as the. Yeah, wrap up. Uh, sometimes when it's gone against us, I've got I've got this inner calmness this season where <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like we're going to lose, and I can actually enjoy the spectacle a little bit. So even though we dropped a two goal lead, which seems very Sheffield Wednesday of the past, it never felt like we were going to lose it. Um, and it got a bit scary in the second half. Sure, um. I think definitely a fair result for two two. I definitely would have taken a draw. Um, it got a little bit hairy towards the last, like I would say, like between sixty five and seventy five minutes. But then I think what we really want to give credit to here is Darren Moore's substitutions. I think the last ten minutes, fifteen minutes, so we controlled it, or at least we uh, like kind of weathered the storm to such as such a way. I think Backinson came on and, and did a good job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's uh, one of those things. I think over the last couple of games, Darren Moore. Well, more than last couple of games, last few games, Darren was got his tactics spot on. It's not just that we we we're not just steamrolling these oppositions because they're bad teams like Tuesday against Markham, um, but we're actually getting the strategy and the tactics right too. So hats off to Mister Moore. I mean, the two goals were very sort of like quick countery kind of goals for Wednesday too. Like they were willing to take Ipswich's pressure. I thought the first fifteen minutes or so were kind of. Kind of a little cagey, right? Two teams, you know, if Twitch needs a result, Wednesday's fine with the draw, maybe two teams top of the table, feeling each other out a little bit. And then obviously they scored a bunch in quick succession and could have had the third with Michael Smith. And yeah, maybe that puts the game to bed. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, you like really, 
wanted to get to halftime at 2-0 and that didn't happen yeah. it, was a hell of, it was a hell of a free kick like i don't know like, right off the top underside of the bar up and over the wall from that distance is just you tip your cap right like dawson's gonna wish he got a finger to to it but the wall didn't do it i don't even say the wall didn't do its job it was just no that was just a great you can't you can't cover you in that kind of situation you can't cover everything right it's just not you got to pick pick your spot and the switch player picked a spot better than the wednesday defense did so i do want to say uh so patty that was uh that was fizz that came on not back but uh the announcer kept saying that it was back so i don't know if you guys had sound and were picking that up but it was Fizz that came on for Windass. What that really did was that gave us the extra player in the midfield. I don't think Fizz himself really did much. I was looking for him because we desperately needed somebody to put a foot on the ball and, and control it and run with it instead of just booting it wildly away from us. And so I was watching Fizz. He really didn't do that, but it gave us that extra number in the midfield, which allowed the others in the midfield to kind of settle down and, and control the rest of the space. So Patty, I think your point was spot on. That was it was excellent tactics and and substitution by Moore and Jamie Smith. Tommy, was it a penalty? Um, God's honest, uh, I don't know because <laughs> no, I, nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> the I follow sucks, and I couldn't pull it up. It's <laughs> it wouldn't come up on my mobile. It wouldn't come. Oh, up right. I forgot. This was also the game where the where the game where the stuff didn't work. Yeah, I was out of my mind just having it. I was watching. I it on my almost phone, re-downloaded yeah. Twitter. Just so I could follow the match, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, fair enough. I watched it. I don't know if it was a penalty either, Tommy. So well, again, it happened. It, it was like the call, the no goal call from the week before, where yeah. there was thirty seconds and a lot of discussion. Yeah, like that. That just seems very unnecessary. I know if Twitch fans what, are claiming, I guess so. I so I guess Marvin Johnson hit somebody with an elbow and sort of a scrum coming off of a corner kick which is like stuff that happens as right? what it, happens it's just you know limbs everywhere and stuff everybody's tugging jerseys and whatever and like man i don't know it's just well one of those when the rubber where... meets the road yes i will take a draw away yeah. at the yeah, number absolutely. three team in the league cameron I'll dawson doing the ball don't a... lie uh days it's... too 100 percent i'll take i'll, t- I'll take uh a, a, a right, draw the, away at ipswich so they still have a game in hand obviously ipswich is, is down to fourth now and i think they're six up on bolton with two games in hand over bolton so still a lot of the season left but all in all a good result also a good result midweek three nil win over morcom oh man this was an absolutely dire game of football and I know Wednesday won three nil, and we're never really threatened at any point in time. But my, I, I was like just spacing through the set most of the second half. In all honesty, I know they had the one, uh, Morecambe had the one decent chance in the second half where I think it was uh, Femmo did just enough to put the striker off on the cross, and he just kind of like tamely volleyed it, uh, volleyed it to Dawson, but. They never like, especially after Byers went off with the injury, they never really put more come to the sword. I mean, it's a three nil win. You pad the goal difference. Well, wasn't uh, the game done at two nil? I mean, yes, it was done at one nil. In all honesty, after a minute, right. the game was over. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, like, I don't know. I, do you think it was a good performance, Patty? Um. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to say yeah because okay. um, we we were professional, right? We um, sure, yeah. We didn't let them get back into the game, um, and we've said it over and over again. Um, this is what the difference in this season and last season. Last season we might have uh, took the pedal off the metal a little bit and let them sneak in a little goal and just lose our concentration. We haven't done that this much season. That's why we're so calm. I mean, look, Markham have got a lot of problems. They didn't yeah. look up for the fight. They didn't seem like they had any ideas, any energy. They were tying anything down one nothing. <laughs> yeah, they've they've got they they've got that a was big shocking. battle. They've got a big battle to stay in this league because they yeah. would certainly that evidence would not good enough for League One. I that's... thought they looked like they looked not dangerous at home. But they looked a little sturdier at home, right? So if they can get some results at home. And the bottom of this league is abject, as we will find out again this yes. week. But I don't, I don't, I mean, this, so like compared to like the Forest Green game, right? Which is also a, a drubbing at home. Like Forest Green was just outclassed, right? It was a, I don't think it was a lack of effort on their part. Morecambe, I just didn't really, once they went down one, nothing that quickly, they just did not seem particularly interested. No, that was one minute in. Yes, it was. <laughs> Very nice move for the goal too. The through ball to Byers and a perfect, uh, nutmegged pullback for Bannon. I did like Windass, who was nowhere near, like clearly not intended for that cutback at all. Just like diving in to try to get a toe on it. Not going to lie. I missed, I missed the first goal. Cause yeah, I mean, I if you tuned still... it a little late. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things too, where obviously Bannon is not a, a consistent scorer of goals per se. And he generally scores like these very speculative balls from outside the box. And they're always, Quite nice when he scores it. As that ball was coming on him, I'm like, oh, Ben is putting this away. And he did. Lovely little technique outside of the boot to the bottom corner. Keeper had no chance. And then that was, uh, and then Josh, uh, then Josh Windass scored offside and with his arm with the other two goals. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Dial that back, Jeffrey. Thank you. <laughs> Look, they can't, they can't review it now. They didn't play it on the board. They've and you can't lessons. prove it because the iPhone camera is so far away. <laughs> I know. It's like if you zoom in, these get to pixels. We're lucky to get the eye follow camera to work. Thank you very much. So the off the like the offside goal was a weird one too because the it's almost like the Morecambe player played it off Windass. He was trying to defend the initial shot, cut out the initial shot from Smith. So that's a bit of a weird one. I, you could again interpret it the same way as the Gregory interfering with the with the play from an offside position. Um, but I, I mean. Looking at it live, I was pretty sure the Windass goal went off his arm and not his head. Maybe it glanced off his head, but it definitely hit his arm. Yeah. And the way the keeper responded to who was standing right there as it went by him, sure seemed to think it went off his arm. But to be fair, that that was the most amount of passion I've seen from the Malcolm player in 90 minutes. Fair enough. That came (laughs) off his arms. Leave to the keeper. Liam Shaw looks good. Oh, did he play? He did play, yes. Liam Shaw. Yeah. I keep forgetting he's there. But... I slept through that bit, I think. I mean, the yeah, whole no, team kind of slept through the game. So, yeah, Were you saying yeah. he was a standout player for Markham, Justin? I think he's the only bit of talent they have. I, I actually think he's he's played well when I've seen him in the league this year. And just reading reports about him and, and seeing stats, he's, you know, I think maybe getting the playing time is, uh, is doing him well. They, they've got him in that sort of... Uh, defensive destroyer role but he's also free to grab the well that was bannon's yellow card was uh yeah. shaw going on about a 75 yard run up the middle <laughs> and baz deciding to just fucking kick him down <laughs> We're done rather here, than yeah. deal with it <laughs> rather than deal with anything else but 
Bannon was great on uh, Tuesday. He That's was, one thing yeah. I do remember. He was um, just enjoying all the time he was getting on the ball, just yeah. to sit back and spray things around and chip things around and flick flick back heels and stuff. And just no one was giving him pressure. No one was like like marking men that much. Was it the second? Was it second goal or the third goal? That had like thirty odd passes. I think it was the third goal, right? The third goal, yeah, I think. With the Windass handball you mentioned, yeah, that was passed around thirty-two times. The, the club put a nice little social media yeah, thing together earlier on. Deli Bashiru just said, "All right, I'll be having this now." Yeah, and just, just like took to by everyone. Yeah, that's what's so frustrating about him. He can do that. He can do that like... against, and like not just against Morecambe too, against better teams in this league. I think he can just. Just, yeah, why did you just decide to do that more often? He's just like, oh, I'm just going to take on two people and beat them. Deli Bashir is one of those guys who's like, oh, well, maybe I'll show up today. Maybe I'll show up here. It's, it's not even a day. It's like, like he was so good the For first five minutes, like, I'll show up. 10 games or so in the season, too. And he doesn't, that, one of the problems, he doesn't really fit in a midfield three. You know, it's better in a, obviously, they played a 4 4 2, which we should mention. And look, I don't think Darren Moore wants to play a 4 4 2 against better teams or on the road, but at home against Morecambe, I thought it gave them a lot more, uh, especially with a team that's not particularly good on attack. And again, Flint and Femlo cut out basically everything. I just love watching Flint head the ball. Like he heads the ball further than any player like, I've ever seen. <laughs> true. Even if there's no pace on the, the ball coming in, it just hits his head and just like, just like a trampoline. Yeah, just yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, but like Palmer and Johnson and Johnson, obviously they were, they were still kind of playing as wing backs, even though there were only two at the back. They were both pushing fairly far forward. And you know, I think that's a way they can kind of impose their will a little bit more on uh on a little bit, you know less talented teams in this league. Johnson and Palmer um have got to be up there as our players of the season. I think yeah. consistently wise. Um it's just every day every game you're getting seven out of ten from both of them. Yeah. Um and it's I mean Johnson the the crosses Johnson was putting in like first time on weird bouncing balls or balls he was barely getting to at the byline and just absolutely just placing them in perfectly was incredible. Again, he gets time and space on the ball too and like the Morecambe fullbacks really couldn't match him for pace, so He I feel like I think it was the beginning of this year we thought Johnson was off the pace, right? First First couple months, we were kind of waiting for him to replicate his form from last season. But you're right. Since then, he's been great. And, Patty, when you mentioned Liam Palmer, I mean, he's been our best right back this year. He's been uh, one of our best right center backs. He's also been one of our best left center backs. Like, whatever you need from Liam Palmer, he's been providing it at, for this division, you know, a a fairly elite level. It's – I, I have Palmer's no been somebody telling me that. Yeah. He's 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 up there for the MVP. I mean, yeah, it's that's... Liam Palmer has been a stud this year wherever he's needed to play. So yeah, spot on all around. I, I'm looking forward to hopefully in a promotion season. So the shit that doesn't matter, like player of the year, uh, we can just kind of laugh and, and have some fun with. Um and, and Palmer is gonna be in that con- conversation for sure. Now our conversation will switch to the Wednesday news. Take a quick break. There's not much news, in all honesty. But we'll talk about what whatever I can scrape together. Preview the <laughs> MK. We'll Don's also game. talk about Charleston 2023. Yes, and Patty will do some admin. <laughs> <laughs>
Now it's time for some Wednesday news. And although we're like in the middle of February now, we still have some January awards news as such. Uh, Will Vox has been nominated for Goal of the Month for his long distance strike against Wickham. Quite a good goal, to be fair. Um, nomination in the EFL Goal of the Month. I don't know which one right. it is. I don't know how All many right. Goal of the Month awards he's nominated for one of them. I don't know if it's Player's <laughs> Choice or EFL or whatever. I don't know. It must be he's that not... one, right? Um, it was a blaster. It was the right blaster, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah. It's the one that's still going up when it hits the net. Yeah. It reminded me of Ross Wallace. Yeah. Oh, it reminds me of Will Box, right? Yeah. <laughs> had it, had the, it wasn't, no, it wasn't as good or as far out as the Hark Skull, but it had the same kind of thing where it's just like literally going up into the top corner of the net kind of action on it. So quite a fine strike. It'll probably win because Wednesday fans are good for nothing else. It's stuffing the ballot box. Assuming it's a fan's vote. I don't <laughs> even know. But uh, what I do know is Wednesday only had two strikers in the squad on uh, both Saturday and Tuesday. So with Lee Gregory and Malik Wilkes both carrying knocks of some sort, I did see, I don't know which Wednesday account posted this, but there was a suggestion since he is currently uh, out of contract and a free agent to sign Connor Wickham. Is that something you would consider, Patty? For striker depth, no. And has he gone to Cardiff? Um, I has he? Taken, yeah, I want to have taken him um, because of his injury record. Um, I know he's been. He got a few goals for Green Rovers, right? How many did he get for Green? He got a few. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff have taken a risk on him, I believe. Try and help yeah. him in the Championship relegation battle. I'm going. I'm going to double check that because I had a, I had a, I saw a WhatsApp message from a Cardiff. Yes, apparently according to his Wikipedia page, yes, he is with Cardiff now. Uh, six goals and 16 appearances for Forest Green Rovers. So not bad for a team that's not uh, particularly prolific offensively. And is probably not giving out. him any service, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, is Cardiff going to give him much better the way they're playing at the <laughs> Fair moment? Enough. No. Um, I don't think we need him. I mean, he might upset the apple cart a little bit. I, f- I feel like Moa's more happy with the general vibe of the place at the moment mm-hmm. and doesn't really want to risk throwing the dice for someone that might upset things but he has not made over 20 appearances in a season since 2015 2016 with yeah, Palace. it's a massive yeah we saw him in his first tenure with Wednesday right he looked like he was going to be a Premier League player and a potential England striker at some point in his career until he got injured until he got injured yeah <laughs> No, I don't honestly I don't I don't know that we need barring like catastrophe. I don't know that we need too much uh, more shown in ability or willingness to put, you know, kind of a, if you take that two up front, kind of play one as a nine and one almost as a ten sitting behind, at which point Windass is quite good at running off and even a guy like Fizz can can slot in there. Denneran could as well. Denneran has played further exactly. forward, and yeah, if, if you need to to get through, I I think I, I think we've got the depth to. I mean, to that's the larger issue, show. right? Is that again? I, it's a it, this cuts two ways, right? It 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 both speaks well of the players that they're making the squad, but that, that, the fact fact that you know. Shipston and the defender, whose name I'm going to have to learn at some point, uh, it's either Almi Aldatoro or something like that, um, have been in the squad the last couple of games. Does you know all of a sudden the squad's a little bit thinner? Like maybe they didn't need that a striker, but they probably could have used another defender. It's good to see Reese James back in the squad at the weekend. 
or on Tuesday, I mean. So that'll that'll help a little bit with the back line depth, but yeah, I, yeah, again, I, I, think... I don't know. We have we have riches, man. I, I remember years ago when I was a Red Sox oh, yeah. fan, uh somebody saying uh I was bitching about something like backup third baseman or something just obscene. And a friend of mine that's a Brewers fan made some comment about like, we don't have a center fielder. <laughs> the fuck are you complaining about? And that's like, we're, I, we're oh loaded, you know, we're loaded. We've got, I think we've got, I think we've got everything we need. Like I said, barring catastrophe, I, I think we're, we're in a really good position right now. Uh, we've got depth in most positions. We've got, Players who can play multiple positions, um, like you said, Jeff. You got players coming back. We've got young players coming up who can support the squad. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we need anybody else coming in. I, I think we roll with this crew for what is it? The last uh, 15, six, sixteen games. Sixteen games. Yeah. 16 games, yeah. And roll on, we will, with a visit from MK Don's at the weekend. Take it away, Justin. Well, I think everybody knows the MK Don's backstory, right? They stole Wimbledon uh, mm-hmm. because some fancy new town of Milton Keynes needed a team. Um, so, fuck them. Uh, Patty, were, are you able to explain this? Milton Keynes was formed in 1967. Now, I'm from New England, right? And <laughs> out here, uh, but all joking aside, out here, the like the youngest towns around here are... 140 years old yeah the town so i grew up was in was founded england, in 1630 so yeah i'm living in 1638 mm-hmm. i you know boston six like even even the towns that sort of split off of another one like north reading and front <laughs> game from reading or whatever that's still like 1875 buddy how is in england of all places how are they creating a town like milton Keynes in the what late 60s it's because it was supposed to. Uh, I've just googled this while you're talking, so I knew you were asking this. Uh, it was built. <laughs> it, it was built to uh, overcome the housing shortage in London. So it was London was overcrowded, uh, and that's really clearly helped in the past fifty years. Um, and the the rents rent have gone it. down in London since then. <laughs> Clearly, Milton Keynes really solved that problem. Uh, apparently, the principles were to form an attractive town in quotation marks, that enshrined opportunity and freedom of choice. And I can, I think we can all agree, English people are visitor milking at Milton Keynes, that they really hit the nail on the head with those KPIs. <laughs> what yeah, that sounds frightfully libertarian. <laughs> as, as we all know, it doesn't matter what year the town was formed, uh, because Paris Saint-Germain was formed in 1979. PSG. Yeah. Yeah, I was seven. I was seven years old when PSG was formed, and they're playing but, in the Champions League. So I don't want to hear nothing. It's, 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 MK Dons will not um, be in the Champions League this year, Justin. <laughs> no, because they're sitting in twentieth place in League One. Um, they uh, they're in. They actually have decent uh, away form. They're eleventh in the away table. Uh, but they are one point above the relegation spot. The form is okay. It's mid-table. Win, loss, loss. Win, draw, loss. Their last loss was an ugly one. They got beaten 5-0 to Bolton. Yeah, Bolton we'll, put them to the sword, yeah. Yeah, and we'll, we'll swing back on that for a minute when we think about how we're going to play against them. Um, we beat them one nothing on August 6th. Which feels Jesus. like just a lifetime. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. anything of a that lifetime game. ago. Well, it was a twenty-second minute uh, wind dash penalty. 
Sure. Sure. And sure. When? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was literally still living in Connecticut then. So. Yes. Yes, you were, my friend, a lifetime ago, right? Seriously. Um, When we saw them last year, uh, they're playing uh, inspired football with uh, League One Player of the Year, Scott Twine, uh, who has since moved on to uh, Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. And then uh, League One team of the year harry darling was moved on to swansea and they had uh spurs uh loney troy parrot up front as well these were a highly creative offense under liam manning mm. they were moving the ball they were one of the yeah. best uh possession and progressive football teams literally in europe when you look yeah. at some of the advanced uh, stats as far as, as, far as their ball. offense goes this year justin uh who's their leading scorer uh i I believe no, it's not Mo. It's is it Will Grigg? So uh Will Grigg, at least at least in the league, Will Grigg is tied with Bradley Johnson with five goals. Yeah, and Bradley Johnson hasn't played 90 minutes in like two months. Mm -hmm. So what happened is that Liam Manning, uh, whether or not this was a mistake by MK Dons, because Manning has shown a lot, uh, they canned him in mid-December when their form was pretty bad. And they brought in Mark Jackson, who was a uh former Leeds youth uh, team coach who came up last year under Jesse Marsh was the first time that he was playing with the first team coach considered a real bright up and comer. Um, That was, and this is his first senior head job. So uh, Manning had done a a three, four, three Uh, Jackson goes with a four, two, three, one that he likes to do a four, three, three, uh, the Bolton coach after their game said that uh, it looked like a lead side from a uh, attacking perspective, aggressive, uh, trill, always trying to move forward, quick counters. They come at you, they attack. Um, and the way that I've noticed they set up just from looking at some heat maps and some, uh, and some uh, stats is that they're in the four, two, three, one, their right attacking wing will provide uh, width and then the left back will provide width on the left side. So they tend to tuck in a little bit up front and let their left back go. But they are not great, again, and not in great form. And as you pointed out, when Will Grigg, who is somehow mm-hmm. only 31, is your leading scorer, mostly coming off the bench, uh, you have problems. Uh, Jackson had a big uh, January window, brought in several players. In fact, his all three of his attacking midfielders he has brought in since January, and they've all gotten their starts. Uh, Dawson Devoy, uh, who was it? Jonathan Lecco and Sule Kaikai, I believe. Um, and they're just kind of getting started with what Jackson wants to do. Um, it sounds like he's progressive. He's pushing things. He, he gave an 18-year-old out of the Leeds Youth Academy Max Dean, his first start, uh, talked him up a lot. But, uh, oh, and by the way, uh, one of their two defensive midfielders is Paris Magoma, younger brother of Jacques Magoma, if uh, you want a throwback name. Um, And he looks like uh, he actually is fairly solid. But I I think from everything that I've read, and it's always tough to find this, but given what they did against Bolton and the comments from Jackson, I I really think they're going to, come to Hillsborough and try to play and uh, 
I think that could be a terrible, terrible mistake. <laughs> uh, not, that a not a great idea. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that we will, we will punish them. I, I think actually of all the things that our team does well, I think one of the best is to uh, sit back with some real defensive solidity and be able to quickly counter, get that ball out wide and get those crosses into our front uh, front couple players the, the gary monk the gary monk teams. way of playing has finally taken hold yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes but so you know again this is three points here boys yep. we need them we're playing yep. the 20th place team in league one and uh you know we still haven't gotten to our game in hand but we are very comfortable in those standards yeah i mean they go two points a game the rest of the season they end on 97 points and I that feels like it should be enough. Uh, Moore will be disappointed we didn't get a hundred, but sure. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see any reason now. Like, who you got to expect to slip up at some yeah, point. Sure. You got to expect. To but you say that they also have wrong, not lost but, in the league since October. Like they and, have not slipped up, but, and they've been good for it. Yeah. Uh, aside, they had that yep. weird. What, what was it? Exeter. What was the game where Patterson had that hideous goal to tie it in like the ninety fourth <laughs> minute? That aside from that. Around, yeah. And yep. that little stretch where they were they're like you know, drawing nail nail, yeah. nail yeah we we didn't look great i can see that happening again but even then we're we're picking up a point we're we're getting the wins on the road and i i think when we get to the back end of this season you're going to have these teams who are just they're yeah. going to be desperate but they're also just so toothless you know we get we get to play Cambridge again at some point, you know. It's it almost better like to be playing like the the bottom of the table teams now before they get a little more frantic. Probably. You want like the twelfth and fourteenth place teams in April, right? That's how you uh, the teams that are already right. on the beach. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say the the classic on the beach. Yeah, but that's a long way away. I I found some uh, uh, astonishing facts about Wilson Keynes. <laughs> All right, go for it. Excellent. And uh, Excellent. Justin's going to be incredibly excited because we, we can actually blame Milton Keynes on a local Massachusetts uh, researcher who, in 1972, left MIT. Uh, and went to Milton Keynes to be the planner <laughs> for the new town. Interesting. So, yeah, apparently they were uh, struggling building the new town for five years, and this American research student joined the developer, the, the development corporation. And, See, uh, once again, need those Americans to come on into Europe. <laughs> <laughs> problems. So, New yeah. England helped build new New England. Hey, there keep you your keyhaws to yourself. You Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Huh. Speaking yeah, of I, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of uh, matches in April, we do have the meetup, the national meetup in Charleston, South Carolina coming up. Uh Patty, do you want to plug the schedule on the RSVPs and anything? I'm gonna get the admin out of the way and then get I'm the get admin my, out of the way. Yeah. Then I'm gonna get the, my hype man to uh, give us yeah. the, the rundown of the uh full, full what, week. what 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 <laughs> Uh, admin wise uh, if you're not on our mailing list and you are interested in joining us for Charleston go to uh, owlsamericas.com and sign up or just email owlsamericas at gmail.com and we'll put you on the mailing list and give you some details uh, go to any of our um, 
either website, islesmerkers.com, go to our Facebook forum, go to our Facebook page, Twitter, and you'll find links to the last email that was sent out, which had an RSVP link in it, which basically just says email is telling you to come in. There's also a link to buy the event t-shirt. We have two designs this year because we couldn't decide because Paul is so good. He, he designed two great um, t-shirts. One is a really cool owl format that we used AI. AI technology built this owl just for us, completely copyright free uh, until they locked down that kind of stuff. Um, and then the second one uh, features more kind of traditional uh, Charleston flag symbols like the moon and the palmetto tree i want to say is that palmetto right? tree yeah, yeah. palmetto tree yeah, I'm, I'm south carolina i've got the family there there you uh, go um yeah so and all the details are there too and uh, tommy's going to take us through um what we got planned well what we have planned is uh we have an entire uh, entire long weekend um thursday night if you come into town on thursday night then we are having a uh a get together uh, at our place, which uh, which will be like a, a, a modern low country boil, which the the people from uh, uh, people who remember New Orleans, yeah, it's very similar but a little bit different. Um, then Friday night we will be downtown at uh, the Vendue in. We're going to be on the rooftop bar there, and. Uh, that it's got an amazing lookout over the whole over the whole city. Uh, Saturday morning, of course, we'll be um, we'll watch the match at Majorua at uh, in, in in North Charleston. Uh, and Saturday afternoon, we will be taking the beer bus. The beer bus it's it's a it's a trolley that goes from brewery to brewery to brewery to brewery. It's got 12 different breweries that we go to, and uh, we'll be taking that. I did one of these in Montreal singing. on my honeymoon for wine. It was great. <laughs> it's, uh, hopefully the whole time we'll be singing This City is Ours, because I've done the math, and we could theoretically clinch promotion <laughs> on April 1st. <laughs> I was going to ask you that, actually. That's, I'm glad that you've done the math. This um, Okay, that's good to know. Um we I've got, I've got a question about the math though on the 12 breweries in one afternoon. <laughs> that seems hard, even for a robust clan of Sheffield Wednesday supporters. No, I I think I think everybody can I think everybody can hang. <laughs> but at 12 different places in one afternoon. So we've got six, it's seven every, hours. Every That's... hour the, the bus comes around and brings you to a new brewery. Is the breweries we're going to hit is like in half an hour? Can we do like half an hour a brewery? That's what we're going to have to hit to get six hours. It's not how the bus yeah, works. It's uh, the, the, when the bus shows up, the bus shows up. Just get on the bus, Patty. Get on the bus <laughs> and then you buy another beer. And it's. Uh, Don't worry about it. Someday we're going to do a brunch. <laughs> the bus will take care of everything. <laughs> and if you're, and if Trust you're really, bus. really froggy, the Windjammer is having not an amazing show. Uh, <laughs> can we call the bus Sergio, please? Yeah, yeah. Sergio, you can call him whatever you want. <laughs> Is this Sergio or Sergio? Sergio. I think it was Sergio. Sergio, 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 Sergio. I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah, Sergio. I'm very hey, excited guys. to be the first. I'm very excited to be the first Yank to host an OAOA. <laughs> True. Very you've cool. Got, you've got, um, um, hi. Uh, I, 
admin wise, we did mention briefly the date, but I'll go through the date again. It's the 30th of March is the Thursday, 31st is the Friday, and the first is the match day um, of April. So um, if you're planning to get down to us, those are the dates. Uh, we'll be there. Can I just say and the next anybody... time we do it in Charleston, what we're going to do is we're going to have everybody meet in in, in uh, Atlanta, and then we'll take the party bus back to Charleston. <laughs> I mean, the next I like one, this a whole lot cheaper. Do you stop, stop in Savannah there? Uh, we we could make that happen. <laughs> I'm doing Savannah anyway before the Charleston thing. I've got I've got family down there, so I'll be in Savannah for a few days as well. Uh, just I have, uh, yeah, no, I was going to say this process is so easy. I have in this time that you were all uh, Argo bargaining, I have both RSVP and purchased a shirt. So it is that easy, folks. Get on it. That easy. It took a, someone who does our own podcast three yeah, weeks. Good, good <laughs> and I'll tell you what, um, your host, I've, I've purchased 30 scarves that i'm going to be giving out to the first 30 people wow. who show up for oaoa i was gonna say for match day i'll be more excited you might not get 30 people at the end of the match based on how oh, we'll get, we'll get came in last year yeah. <laughs> yeah probably best to give them away friday uh, and to give you uh, an idea of current confirmed people coming um we've got about 34 35 confirmed Imagine um, those five assholes who don't get scarves. Yeah, so you, you really have to run down there. And I expect a lot more to confirm in the next uh, month or so, too. So, um, well, it's 36 now with uh, Justin. So. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't count Justin. I knew he was coming. Well, the people who show up Thursday have first dibs on scarves. True, and they get the low country boil, which I'm now extremely jealous of. Howdy, do we have any other business? Oh, do we have any other business? Um... Oh, next two New York Owls meetups um, will be the 25th of February mm -hmm. and the... My birthday. Seventh, oh, happy birthday. And the 17th of March, which is, uh, I don't know if you know this yet, but we've got a Friday night game, a Friday afternoon game against Bolton at 3.45 afternoon Might on be St. A big Patrick's game, Day. Yeah. Big six, on St. Patrick's Day. A big six-pointer at that point. So, um, mm. Mark, your afternoon's off if you're in uh, the area and get down to watch Sheffield Wednesday versus Penny, I was teeing you up to talk about the website changes because you're here for the admin. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, did I say that? I kind of said it in my um, thingy. I've yeah. updated the website, guys. Uh, yeah. There's less broken links. Um, the, you can actually go to the meetups page. Now, you don't have to be part of Facebook's horrible uh, UI, and you can see all of our meetups uh, for uh, that are confirmed through the forum. So, Go in there, not just New York Owls, New Orleans Owls, anyone that books a meetup will go into our website. It's under owlsamericas.com slash meetups. This has been episode 205 of the Owls Americast. You can find us on the internet at our new fancy website at owlsamericas.com. <laughs> Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Podcast intro and bumpers by fellow Wednesdays forever to the makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Spotify. All the other places you get podcasts. Where we get a podcast, you can find Owls Americast. Just search for Owls Americast. It will be in that feed. And wherever you do download the Owls Americast, we ask you to rate and review our show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Tommy is not on Twitter, but I will still ask Tommy a question as I do at the end of every show. No longer on Twitter. No longer on Twitter. Uh, I don't have a question. That's where we are. It's very disorganized. I did not do any prep for this show. 
Glad By the way, the, the, the answer is 42. Uh, tell me, uh, for people that don't know, what is the difference between a Charleston low country boil and a New Orleans low country boil? Um, uh, it's the water. And it's, it's always the water, right? With the bagels, if you're a bagel guy, it's always the water. I am, I am a bagel. Being from New York originally, <laughs> I am a bagel guy. So it's everything, everything is the water. So it's, it's the low country boil is, 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 has got a, a, I would say a bit less heat, mm-hmm. a bit more spice. Patty is on Twitter at New York Owls and Patty, Patty A. Jones. Patty. I don't have a question prep for you either. <laughs> doing. Hey, I've Absolutely been on this great. since Christmas. Uh, I asked uh I asked Justin this last week, so I'll ask you this this week. God knows when we'll have you on again. If Wednesday do clinch the league at OA away, what will be your next order of business? <laughs> like new noonish, noonish on April first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I said dear, I'd be shirtless. Come and do the Sergio Bush. We're getting tattoos. We're getting tattoos. <laughs> Come and do the Sergio Bush and take us to a tattoo parlor. Yeah, that, that's it. We're going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna line up a tattoo artist. Do it. <laughs> Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. Justin is the creation of Milton Keynes Don's or Milton Keynes, the town, I should say, not MK Don's the worst thing to come out of MIT ever. <laughs> no, man, those, <laughs> I, I literally lived down the street from them. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, I don't know. Don't, don't they make fighter jets that bomb you many civilians to death? Like, I, mean, I don't know. I've never have done that through Milton Keynes. I mean, yes, Milton Keynes, worst thing to ever come out of MIT. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. And we'll see you back here. Should I talk about Milton Keynes again? Hopefully for the last time. But probably not. <sighs> I mean, they've been up in the championship before. I understand. Well, last week. time ever. 